This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello, everyone. This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie back with you with another episode of the Jeopardy Chronicles. It's bonus episode time because it's Saturday. And today we are going to spotlight someone who a lot of people consider to be, well, and who, you know, officially claimed the title of greatest of all time. It's time for Spotlight, Ken Jennings edition. So... It all started, I'd say, back in 2003. Yeah, back in 2003 at the premiere of season 20 of Jeopardy. When the sky's the limit rule was introduced. What's the sky's the limit rule? Until that day, Jeopardy had a five game cap on winnings. You won five games. You were out the door. You retired. Not anymore after that rule was introduced. So basically what that rule says is if somebody wants to win 5,000 games and they can actually pull it off, there's nothing they can do. We hadn't really seen a whole lot of this up until this guy named Ken Jennings showed up. Ken Jennings was introduced as a software engineer from Salt Lake City, Utah. And he was about 30 at the time, I think. Yeah, something like that. Interestingly enough, his winning streak almost ended before it even got started. Had they not chosen to give him credit for his answer in Final Jeopardy that first day, eh, yeah, Ken Jennings would be a total nobody right now. But they did give him credit. And he won. And then he came back the next day. And he won again. And again. And again. And again. And you can see where this is going. I think for a while there, Johnny Gilbert actually stopped announcing how many games this guy won. It's either that or he stopped announcing his cash winnings. I don't remember right off the top of my head. He stopped announcing one of them. Nobody had ever seen anything like this. Ratings were off the charts. It was insane. And all of this kept going for 74 days. Then, Game 75 showed up. And Mr. Ken Jennings found himself with some pretty good opponents. Well, one pretty good opponent. One of them actually ended up in the red at the end of Double Jeopardy and therefore could not play. And this was one of the few times during his run that Mr. Ken Jennings did not have a huge lead, which ultimately hurt him. I don't remember off the top of my head what the question was. 
it was like a business and industries category and it said something about some group's employees only working a certain amount of time per year. I don't remember exactly the wording of it. But when it was time to reveal answers, the challenger Nancy Zerg had written down, what is H&R Block? Which was correct. Over we go to Ken Jennings. What is FedEx? And Nancy had wagered in such a way that she was ahead of him anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered what his wager was he was done for. He ended up with a grand total of $2,520,000 and something. I'm not exactly sure what. I remember the big part of the number, not the little part. When you add his $2,000 second place finish in game 75, that's $2,522,000 plus. So yeah, that's a lot of money. And actually, that FedEx thing was used by FedEx in an advertisement. They used that clip with the little caption thingy. There's only one time FedEx has ever been the wrong answer. (laughs) Which is kind of funny. That wasn't the last we'd see of Ken Jennings, though. Oh, no. 2005 brought about the Ultimate Tournament of Champions. Where Mr. Ken Jennings was allowed to go straight to the finals. So we didn't see him until the very end. Where he got his butt kicked in by Brad Rutter. And I was little at the time. So anyone who beat Ken Jennings was someone I instantly didn't like. So for a while there I really didn't like Brad. It's just small child logic. Because Ken Jennings was, like, my favorite person ever. So, yeah, I was a little... I was a little miffed with Brad, you might say. But we would see plenty more of Ken Jennings. No worries. I think... Actually, the next time we saw him had nothing to do with Jeopardy. The next time we saw him was on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? He was trying to get his all-time winnings record back from Brad, which he did. He would have won the million, but he made a smart call. He wasn't absolutely sure of himself, and he stopped after his $500,000 question. They let him see the question, and he would have gotten it right. But he wasn't confident enough to go for it, and smartly chose to stop. Which is what you should do if you ever doubt yourself. The next time we saw him was in 2011, where he played against Brad and Watson during the IBM challenge. Spoiler alert, Watson won. I mean, is that really a surprise? It's a dadgum supercomputer. But yeah, Watson won. I don't remember which of these came first, but I think in 2014, he was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and 
participated in the Jeopardy Battle of the Decades. Neither of which he flat out won. I think he walked away on the $100,000 question on Millionaire. I didn't get to see the episode. And I'm still catching up on the Battle of the Decades, so I don't know exactly what happened to him there. I know Brad won. That's all I know. I think he I think he made it all the way to the finals and then Brad beat him. In 2019, he came back for the All-Star Games. And I think his team got second place. I didn't get to watch the All-Star Games. My TV provider was a little piece of crap. But I think he got second place. I don't have any articles pulled up right now to be able to be absolutely sure. And then came the greatest of all time tournament in 2020. It was Ken versus Brad versus James Holtower. And for a while there in the last match, I thought James had it. I thought James had the match. It wouldn't have been a win for him because that would have only been his second match. I think, if I'm remembering correctly. It's been a while. But I thought he had beaten Ken and that the competition would go on to the next day, but nope. Ken comes back and ends up winning the entire contest. And of course, I squealed like an idiot and ended up scaring the crap out of my sister. Because to this day, Ken Jennings is my favorite contestant ever. Now, Ken has done quite a few other things. He's written quite a few books. Actually, he just came out with a new one that I can't wait to read. He's been um, he's been a mastermind on Masterminds previously. He was also on the new version of The Chase as one of the chasers. He had a little segment on GSN Live for a while that was quite interesting. So yeah, Mr. Ken Jennings has been a busy guy. And actually, if you remember, we talked about one of his books here, uh, because I said so. It's an awesome book. And if you have not read it, you need to. Actually, we didn't talk about it here. We talked about it over on the Evil Chocolate Grab Bag. My bad. Sorry, guys. I'm not used to having two podcasts yet. I'll get there. But... After Greatest of All Time, Ken was hired by Jeopardy to work as a consulting producer. I don't exactly know what all that entailed, but it did also mean he gave pre-recorded categories sometimes. And it was awesome. Sadly, he got thrown into a more permanent hosting role. Not that we're sad about him hosting, we're sad about the reason he got thrown into it. Losing Alex was a gut punch to all of us. Probably Ken more than most of us, because, I mean, Ken actually knew the guy. But after that, when the first guest host was announced, lo and behold, Ken Jennings. And he got six weeks. 
which made the next six weeks of Jeopardy awesome. It was still kind of painful to watch for obvious reasons, but Ken Jennings from day one, I feel like, was a natural at it. Some people didn't like his first run, but I mean, look, the guy had never hosted a game show before. He had to grow into the role. He grew fast, I grant you. But no one's going to be Alex Trebek on their first day. Heck, Alex Trebek wasn't Alex Trebek on his first day. If you've seen that episode, you know how bad it hurt your head. Like, it wasn't anything to do with his hosting skills or anything like that. He just went way too fast. But we're not here to talk about Alex Trebek. We may do a spotlight on him tomorrow. I don't know yet. But anyway... After Ken Jennings, the guest hosting pool largely went downhill. And then, of course, we all know what happened at the end of the process. Mike Richards got hired as the permanent host. Yuck. I've made my feelings clear about Mike Richards over on the other podcast, and we may do a spotlight on him. Not because I want to, but... Well, I mean, I do want to just so I can yell at him even more, but I don't want to give him any positive attention. It might make his ego even bigger. No, I'm not trying to be spiteful. I just don't like people with that kind of an ego. But after Mike Richards goes bye-bye, they have Mayim Bialik hosting for a while, and then the announcement comes out. Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik will continue to co-host Jeopardy for the rest of the season. Originally, it was just until the end of the year, and then it was for the rest of the season, and then it was permanent. When they announced that Ken Jennings was going to stay on permanently, I squealed like a maniac. Because, I mean, who else? It just makes sense. There are some things that are just obvious and just make sense from the get-go, and that's one of them. Before Jeopardy's 37th season started, someone asked me, Who do you think is going to be the next host? And I didn't hesitate. I said, Ken Jennings. Because it just makes sense. But... Yep, now we have Ken Jennings as one of our hosts. Sadly, we're still stuck with my Ambiolic too. That's another thing I'll have to talk about on another weekend. But, yay. We have Ken Jennings. Who, by the way, for those who don't know, will be back on July 3rd to finish out the season. Yay! Well, that is today's Spotlight Edition. And I thank you for tuning in and listening to this. So, I will see you folks tomorrow. And of course, you know how this is going to end. As the one and only Alex Trebek would say, So long, everybody. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production.